0: The Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good Sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is a Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And Lundy, we all grew up watching a little PBS. And, you know, we'd plunk down with our juice box, or cheese stick, and we'd watch the old Sesame Street. And today is National Sesame Street Day. So it begs the question, who was your favorite Sesame Street character? Uh, Muppets, Jim Henson fame, of course. I was always fascinated by Stephalophagus. Is he a woolly mammoth? Uh, what exactly is he? He uh, doesn't have any tusks. Uh, originally, he was described as a large and friendly monster resembling an anteater when he made his debut in 1971, and I still don't really know what Snuffleupagus is. It is um, one of those unsolved mysteries that's out there. And by the way, kids, uh, don't type in Snuffleupagus on the old Google box because Urban Dictionary has an entirely different uh, perspective, entirely different view (laughs) on what a
1: Snuffleupagus really is. So, Lundy, Sesame Street, who you dig? Am I going just straight up Sesame Street? Because I'm a Kermit the Frog guy. I'm just, uh, I I like me some Kermit, but he's not necessarily one of the, like, prominent characters on Sesame Street. I'm like you. I was kind of with Snuffleupagus because I was like, what the hell is that thing? It's huge. It was kind of like part scary, and then it also kind of taught you some things. I will tell you this, Brad. I had one of those serendipitous moments uh, several years back. I was lucky enough to be, um, to spend uh, the holidays uh, in in Ireland with my family family. Um, We did this like big family trip several years ago. Um, Carol Spinney was the man who played Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street. He was the puppeteer um, for them and was for like five decades. And he was actually making an appearance at this place that we had decided we were going to have lunch. He just happened to be there. I got my picture taken with him. I had a grin on my face like I was a three-year-old who had literally just met Big Bird in person. It was so cool to meet the man who'd been behind those characters for so long. So I've always loved Sesame Street, but to meet one of the guys that brought all of that to life was insanely cool.
0: Yeah, a guy that had his hand up the ass of uh, a lot of puppets over the years, so that is very cool. That is very cool. I I mean, the equivalent of me, like, watching Dave Montgomery score three touchdowns and game so that of course is never going to happen but at least you got to meet one of your childhood heroes.
1: that's pretty cool a lot of people that know me would say that they would assume my favorite character was oscar the grouch i'm not gonna <laughs> lie um some people would just say that is me that is my personality i'd like to think i'm a little bit nicer than that but i can completely see why people would say that
0: well before we get to the fade five and hopefully our picks uh, this week in the nfl will not live in a garbage can like oscar look this is going to be a sunday Truly like no other, with this weekend's major golf tournament, along with both professional and college football, there's going to be no shortage of action, and DraftKings Sportsbook is your go-to if you want to make it rain. Got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and get in on this sign-up offer to celebrate Sunday's action. DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday. Action On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings will have special promotions and odds boosts every day of this year's tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code F-T-N when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday butts up to $100. That's right, you bet. And they cover up to $100 when you use that promo code F-T-N. T N during signup for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older New Jersey, Indiana, Colorado, or Pennsylvania residents only risk-free coverage paid out in site credits restrictions apply see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT with that let's get to today's Fade 5 Number five. All right, starting things off, we got a Thursday night matchup, and it should be a dandy, actually. Hopefully so, although the Jets New England game was shockingly exciting. You know, we, we had the Jets playing their hearts out, got their hearts broken in the end, but it was highly competitive from start to finish, unlike the Sunday Night Affair, uh, in which the stars above the head of Tom Brady, he's he's still seeing him right now, after he was blitzkrieged early and often by the New Orleans Saints, but we got Indy, we got Tennessee, and you know what, I'm going to take the Colts here on the money line at 1-1. 12, uh, the public already hammering living daylights out of Derrick Henry and company. 68% of the public spread tickets, according to Sports Insights, on Tennessee, laying the points at minus two. But the Colts have won seven out of the last ten matchups in this series. And Indy's ability to contain the run with Grover Stewart, uh, speaking of Sesame Street, uh, Darius Leonard, and Anthony Walker, uh, I I think is going to mitigate the strength of this offense of the Tennessee Titans. Collectively, the Colts given up just 3.12 yards per carry and 62 rush yards per game to running backs, and they've been equally dynamic through the air, just 6.9 pass yards per attempt, 221.1 pass yards per game, and 1.2 passing touchdowns per game allowed, and they exert a lot of pressure on the pocket inside the top 10 with a 24.8 pressure percentage. So you put it all together, I think they can control the clock with their three-headed monster of Jordan Wilkins, Jonathan Taylor, and Naheem Hines running back, and if that offensive line can do its job, I think the Colts are going to sneak a three-point victory in the end. Fade or follow my money line pick at plus 112 on the Fighting Phillip Rivers.
1: I like this, Brad. I I really do. I'm going to follow you on it in part because Tennessee's offense has not been phenomenal the last few games. Um, You know, maybe, you know, as much as we want to talk about Derrick Henry and the numbers that he's put up, this offense has not looked all that great. And both times that it happened, it was up against some pretty good defenses. And that's exactly what Indianapolis has is a good defense. Um, Remember, they lost to Baltimore, but only gave up 266. Mm. That was it. Yeah. in terms of offense, so I think this Colts defense, not only do I think that the Colts offense can be able to kind of hammer away a little bit, chisel away at the Titans, but I think their defense can most definitely keep the Titans in check Um, and with that in mind, I like taking the money line, grab that plus, I think ultimately the spread on this game, which has already shrunk um, it would not surprise me to see this get to, uh, with some sharp money get to a pick'em kind of scenario, so why not go ahead and grab the money line at a plus odds right now, and get yourself a good ticket for Thursday night
0: feed the Colts a carrot. Number four. All right, let's go to Seatown. town talk about the Cleveland Browns, fresh off the bye week, going up against the Houston Texans. Now, Baker Mayfield right now in COVID protocol uh, due to contact tracing should be cleared for takeoff by Wednesday. That's all expectations there. The other bit of good news that the Cleveland Browns got this week, Nick Chubb is off an injured reserve. He's going to resume the tandem backfield alongside Kareem Hunt. And for all those reasons, going up against the Texans, really the hapless Houston Texans I'm taking Cleveland and I'm laying the chalk here at minus three and a half with a minus 110 juice Uh, again you look at this Houston Texans team one and seven ATS on the season Cleveland meanwhile covering machines at six and two ATS the Texans defensively have got a 5.4 yards per carry to running backs and an 18 to two Again, 18-2 touchdown and interception split to passers with Chubb back in the mix. Uh, Baker likely under center. I think the Browns are going to win in a rout. Really, one of the main reasons why is that Houston just doesn't apply a whole lot of pressure to the pocket. And if you don't do that on Baker Mayfield, he can dissect you. So, pulled all together. All the weaknesses of the Houston defense and Cleveland right now humming despite not having Odell Beckham on the field. I think they're going to win this thing by seven plus going away. Fade or follow my love for the Brownies at minus three and a half.
1: You've got the love for the Brownies. I have the hate for all of the Baker Mayfield at home ads. Um, Not because I don't think they're funny, but for Gosh sakes, could just stop showing them in every single commercial break of every single NFL game? Uh, yes, I do like this matchup. I like the fact that they've got Nick Chubb coming back. I think that is a shot in the arm that they need. Not that Kareem Hunt is not talented, but just having that both of those guys available to the backfield is a big deal. I think that the three and a half is easy to be able to lay in this one. I will follow.
0: The Browns won't let you
1: down. Number three.
0: All right, it's time for the MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Monkey Knife Fight player prop of the day presented by, you guessed it, MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go there right now. It is a DFS game unlike any other. It's just you against the house, not against lineup accumulators. This is a game of more or less. It's player props, folks. You can parlay them together in packs of two all the way up to six. The more you hit, the more cash you stuff into your pockets. And if you use that promo code, F- FTN. Again, promo code FTN. When you sign up as a new user, get a free $5 game on the house. Go there now. MonkeyNightFight.com. And it's Derrick Henry. 91.5 rush yards is a line, and I'm taking the under here, Lundy in that Thursday night tilt against the visiting Indianapolis Colts. As I mentioned before, Indy has been sensational in the trenches. 3.12 yards per carry allowed. 62 rush yards per game allowed. If you take it from a fantasy perspective, the fewest fantasy points surrendered to the running back position. They're also the sixth, fewest in terms of adjusted line yards allowed uh, because of that gap coverage there up front. Uh, I think they're going to take advantage and plug a lot of those opportunities for Derrick Henry. He's going to run into a ton of brick walls. In the end, something like, you know, 20 carries, 80 yards, maybe a touchdown, that's it. But 91.5 rush yards, a bit too aggressive for me. So fade or follow the reigning rush king under 91.5 rush yards.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Brad, I had him, I figured, you know, I don't think the Colts can hold down to that, you know, 3.1, 3.2 type yards per carry average with a guy like Derrick Henry. Cause as you said, you know, he may not, he's going to run into a brick wall, but we know that he's more than capable of lowering his head and running through the brick wall. Um, but I had him probably around four yards a carry. I think they can still hold him down. So if you think he's got 20 touches, boom, that's 80. I'm no math major, but that's under <laughs> 91 and a half rushing yards. So yeah, I'm going to follow on this one because I think he's going to have some volume. I just think that his yards per carry is going to be right there in the upper threes, maybe right around four. So if he gets the 19, 20, 21 carries, he's going to check in under this number.
0: Do not. Bow down to thy king. Number two. All right, let's go to the god awful NFC East and talk about another matchup here: Philadelphia and the New York Giants in a rematch uh, from earlier this season. A game uh, which it was decided by un punto, 22 to 21, Philadelphia. Uh, I think lost that game, as a matter of fact, to the G-Men. Now, the Giants have been shockingly good against the spread, 6-3 and three on the season, Philadelphia 3-5. and five, And I like the Giants here, plus the 3 or 3.5. Obviously, if you can find the hook, take it i still like him at three they couldn't win this game again outright and sweep the season series uh you know the giants have been outstanding in the trenches uh, so far this season blake martinez in particular he is the league leader in run stops those are tackles for loss versus the run this season as a collective the g-men have given up just 3.9 yards per carry the running back position uh, james bradbury has been brilliant in coverage this year in that defensive backfield now philadelphia very strong defensively across the board. 6.8 YP allow 3.39 yards per carry given up to RBs. And their top 10 in pressure percentage should you know, be able to exert a lot of heat on Daniel Jones knowing that the Giants have the worst pass-blocking unit in the NFL. But even though the Philadelphia Eagles are getting healthy off the bye, I got a feeling that the Giants are going to keep, keep this one close. So, again, give me New York. And the points, plus three or three to wherever you can find it at a minus 110 juice. Fade or follow.
1: Ooh, following on this one, in part because the Giants have been doing it all year. You already mentioned the fact that they're 6-3 and three against the spread. Philadelphia, other way around. They are 3-5 and five against the spread, including only 1-2 on the road. They're only 1-4 against the spread when they're a favorite. I mean, this just lines up for Philadelphia to somehow uh, screw this up and allow the Giants to be able to cover. Maybe not win. Maybe not win. As you mentioned, the fact that the Eagles beat them by a point earlier this year. But I think this is one that the Giants cover yet again, and they go to an impressive 7-3 and three against the spread. Bet on the Giants. Number one.
0: All right, last one. We got Tampa. We got Carolina. The Fighting Surpers is going to welcome Tom Brady, who is sure to shoot fireballs from his eyes because he is angry maybe just a little bit uh, after being embarrassed under the prime time lines at home by the new Orleans saints. I'm laying the points here with Tampa minus six and the line has come down recency bias. We say it all the time is a hell of a drug and a lot of people are injecting it into their veins and taking Carolina after the embarrassment that Tom Brady and company suffered again last Sunday night, Tampa four and five ATS on the season, Carolina flipping the script at five and four ATS Tampa won the first matchup way back in in week two, 31 to 17, and Brady didn't have to do a whole lot in that game. 217, a touchdown and a pick. It was all Leonard Fournette. He went for 103 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Ronald Jones also splash pay dirt. Uh, if you look at the D of Tampa, uh, much better than what we saw on Sunday. They held Christian McCaffrey in that first matchup to just 88 combined yards on 22 touches. Unlikely, we're going to see CMC on the field. Going to get some Mike Davis in there. I think the one-two punch of Fournette and Jones and with Tom Brady now adding Antonio Brown to the mix. Uh, who played a boatload of snaps last Sunday, had 99 total air yards to go along with Evans. Chris Godwin back and healthy. Gronk making some plays. I think Tampa Bay wins this game, and it could be by double figures trying to wash away that bitter taste of week number nine. Fade or follow me,
1: Tampa Bay at minus six. Oh, I'm loving this one, Brad, because of the fact that it's coming down. Um, I mean, you talk about the recency bias, but I think sometimes you need to recognize recency bias could light a fire under TB12, as you just said. I think he comes out. I think he's pissed off that he got embarrassed yep. on Sunday night. Um, you know, I think that, you know, he probably recognizes that, you know, between he and Drew Brees and all those lovely graphics that ESPN gave us <laughs> on Monday night uh, that, you know, obviously are on Sunday night. Excuse me. These are these are fantastic quarterbacks. I don't think he's all that pissed necessarily. that he lost. I think he's pissed that he got embarrassed. And that's the kind of thing that he bounces back from. So as much as you want to say recency bias is influencing the spread, I think we need to recognize that Tom is probably not going to allow that to happen in back-to-back games. So yes, I would agree with you. Also with no CMC, I think that changes things for Carolina as good as Mike Davis is. I think this aligns perfectly for Tampa to be able to get a nice revenge game. Maybe not double figures, but I, I could easily see eight, nine points, maybe higher. So they got the cover easy on the Minus six.
0: NBC graphics guy. Amount of hours spent on one 30-second graphic over under 24 and a half
1: hours. Oh, I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's 24 and a half hours, but I also think there are a lot of adult beverages and or <laughs> uh, questionable substances involved. Uh, because as I'm watching some of those graphics go by, I'm thinking to myself, um, exactly how stoned were you <laughs> yes. when you came up with this?
0: Yeah, it's uh, quite the magic carpet ride. Uh, though I thoroughly enjoy it because I might be on that carpet ride with the individual who made the graphics. So there you go. That is a wrap on this edition of the Faith and Noise con- uh, podcast. It's not a uh, contest. It's actually a podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at NoisyWavos. Follow Lundy at Nate Lundy. Uh, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And, of course, check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com. Get 20% off right now at FTNDaily.com with promo code masters again promo code masters and until next time as always feed or follow that is up to you feed the noise